The date is April Fool's Day, 2016. The album is Weezer's White Album. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Wheezy. This is Slammy B. And we have a special guest today. Listeners have been waiting for this for a long time. This is our number one guest besides Bad Shrimp Eaton, Kevin Brennan, <laughs> which is unfair because he like, you know, gets all his friends and gets bandmates and, you know, whoever to listen to it. But our guest today is our other second most popular, most listened to guest on in the podcast history. It's my wife, Corinne. Hi, Corinne. Hello. Hello. She is so... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she's mega excited. What she's most excited about is the leaps and bounds we've made since the last time we recorded. I was like, hey, it, look at this cool setup. And she was like, I don't remember what it, what we did last time. So I had to remind her of the little handheld recorder we used. It's been a long time. It has it's been a long been time. It's probably been like, I don't know, a year? We're, we're, coming, up, we're coming up on a two-year anniversary. Not of that episode, but of our first episode. And we recorded one like literally three weeks later or something. So it's been, it has been a long time. Now we, like you, you couldn't hear the music clips before. Now you can hear it. Right. We just Upgrade. had to like nod and pretend. Yeah, we had to. <laughs> exactly. We had to be like, and now let's take a listen. And then we'd just look at each other. And then try not to laugh. And then we'd be like, okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so none of that. Now this is like all real time. This is fantastic. We are, which I forgot to do. We are, we're going to have to time travel in the last episode we recorded because we forgot to say that this is a 90s discography podcast. We look at 90s bands, check out their entire catalog, except for, you know, crappy live albums and compilations. It's mostly studio albums with the exception of really like landmark. You know, if we covered Kiss, which we won't, Maybe someday. Maybe. They have albums in the 90s. If we covered Kiss, we'd do Kiss Alive. You know, like it's a live album sort of, but it's so important to their catalog. So you get it. That's what we do. We like to look at how the bands change over time. We're in the midst of our Weezer catalog right now. And I already have like question a question to answer about Weezer, which we can't answer today definitively. Why not? But like when we talked about Tool... The, Why? the general question was like, is Tool serious? And we talked about Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was, who's the MVP of Red Hot Chili Peppers? Um, my question for Weezer is, is Weezer cool or are they not good anymore? Kind of like you, what you said when we recorded the Ratitude episode. Are they dad rock? Dude, they're not dad rock. I don't think they're dad rock either. But, but maybe they're, they might not be cool. They're cool. I think they're cool. Yeah. I think they're cool because they don't try very hard. Yeah. And they don't take themselves seriously. We said the exact same thing. Because I remember saying that when we saw them in concert. And you can just tell, like, they're having fun. They know they have really, you know, catchy tunes. And they're not, but they're not trying to be super serious. So, in a way, they're not super cool. Yeah. But they're cool because they know they're not cool. That's right. You summarized it better than any. We can probably just stop. That's it. <laughs> Investigation case closed. Yeah. We should talk about the the two people, though, that blocked our view from their concert. Oh, my God. I forgot about this. So we t <laughs> we talked about uh, we talked about in the last episode we recorded. We talked about how I've seen them live. That It's not even that important. The last time we saw them was about a year ago for the Teal album slash Black album tour. And I don't, Corinne, you remember, but we, we were up in the, you know, it was inside, it was Nationwide Arena. And it was when we were leaving, right? Like It was like the encore song. Yeah. Like, so like, you know what old people do. 
the last song ends and they start to leave. They go to the parking lot. They want to <laughs> get out of there. Well, this old couple left and Weezer's encore break lasted like 15 seconds. Like they left the stage and came right back like out. Tool. So yeah, so these old people are like, "Oh, they're going to come back on again." And you know how we, we were like in very close to the I don't know what you call it, the front row of the top level. Yeah. Right, so you've got the staircases right there, and this couple's getting ready to leave, and they just stop at the top of the staircase and decide to like dance there. Or something. <laughs> but we could not see, no. even when we were standing, we couldn't see because of the angle when you're on that staircase. Yeah, so we just videotaped them. We videotaped them watching Weezer, and those, those, they were dad rocking. They were like mom jeans. It was the hips. Yeah, hips, yeah. the swaying of the hips. They did not lie. The hips <laughs> did not lie. They, and they they told a sad story. <laughs> um, what song was it? Um, definitely the very last song they did was Buddy Holly. I think El Scorcho. I think it was El Scorcho and Buddy Holly, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I could look it up on setlist.fm. I love that. Yeah, I know. It's fun. Nice. But I, th- what was cool about this Weezer show was they started, because one of the things I like to do is guess what they'll play first and last. And I guessed they would play Africa first. I thought they'd come right out with the song that everybody was there to hear. And with the exception of me. But they played Buddy Holly first, but they did a barbershop quartet version. Like they didn't do any instruments. They just Uh did. And it was cool. Yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. good. You know, a lot of Weezer, I've seen Weezer live enough times to know that sometimes they kind of like pack it in. Like they don't, put on the best show all the time like the green album tour which could have been because rivers was addicted to uh painkillers or some some prescription drug but which we'll talk about today it could have been partly that but that was like a boring show yeah like tenacious d opened for them and was much better where was that same place the shot um yeah so i know i said nationwide earlier but it was the shot where we saw them and uh where was I going with that? Was Tenacious D full band? No, it was just the two of them, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I wanted to see the full band, but I have now seen the full band bucket list item crossed off. So uh, what were we saying? What was I talking about? The opening. Oh, yeah. So the Barbershop Quartet was great. And then they did the actual song to close it, which was kind of cool to start and end with the yeah. same thing, just different styles. So. so, yeah, that's what we do. Anyway, now... Going back to April 1st, 2016, the number one song on the Billboard, Billboard charts on that day was Work, 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 Rihanna featuring Drake. Work, Work. Do you want to sing a little, Corinne? Uh, it doesn't sound like that, does it? I thought it did. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to YouTube it? Yes. Okay. Uh, you guys... Say something while I look this up. Oh, it goes work, 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 work. Oh yeah, yeah. Work, 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 work. What am I singing? I think you're singing the Ella, Ella, a That wasn't what I was trying to sing, but I was definitely singing something different. It's a little in between. Like work, work, work. By the way, this reminds me that. Earlier, I sang an Akon song, uh-huh. but it wasn't Akon. It was Sean Kingston, which I'm gonna have to like. <laughs> I don't know any. Well, I you know what song is? Damn all these beautiful oh, yeah. girls. <laughs> <It sounds just laughs> and like I thought, and I thought that was Akon, but it's not. It's Sean Kingston. Damn all these beautiful girls. They always wanna do your dirt. <laughs> they <got me laughs> suicidal. The podcast is good when Corinne's on it because she laughs, laughs at all my jokes <laughs> or laughs at me. But that's, that's why we're married. They only want to do your dirt. Number one mainstream rock song. This will make you laugh too, Corinne. The Sound of Silence by Disturbed. Oh. Do you know why that makes Corinne laugh? Why? <laughs> Speaking of dad rock, <laughs> when this song got released, Corinne's dad posted it on Facebook and was like, beautiful. <laughs> It's true. 
<laughs> I mean, I think it blew his mind, and he was just like, "Wow, must share." <laughs> Must share. <laughs> I, I hate. I hate. Like I'm not a disturbed fan, but I can do like. I Land need a beer g- now. Th- I know <laughs> you can go get one if you want. Uh, do you I can want do. One? I no, not yet. I'll wait for you. Okay. I don't want to do like Land of Confusion. Like that song's okay. It's a, a the Phil Collins cover Genesis. I I am ashamed. I don't know. Is Land of Confusion Genesis or Phil Collins? I don't know. I'm gonna go with Genesis. Uh, but like, there are some Disturbed songs I can tolerate. But "Sound of Silence" covered by Disturbed is just like the most predictable shit. Like, I kn- I could have told you exactly what that song was gonna sound like if you told me. Like, oh, guess what? Disturbed covered a Simon and Garfunkel song. You'd be like, oh, well, it's obviously gonna be "Sound of Silence," and there's gonna be a whole fucking orchestra, and he's gonna yell like he always does. But it's going to be like a little more reserved, so dads can like it. That's what he's not going to go. (laughs) But he's going (laughs) to yell a little bit, right? Because Curtin's dad does not like. (laughs) But he does like you know, the sound of silence. Dude, I want to record you doing the sound of sickness. Down with the sickness. Down, yeah. Sound with the sickness, (laughs) (laughs) and make it my ringtone. Well, we can probably do that. Would probably be pretty hilarious, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. We always do tenacious for you only. We shouldn't, you know. The bit before f her gently, you know. They do that. Which one is that? Do you want me to? Oh no, I know you? which one it is. I mean, we can probably yeah. reenact it here. Let's not. But I wanted to make. You know, back when ringtones were a bigger deal, there were a whole lot of apps and programs you could use to make your own ringtone. And when I was less mature, I wanted to just cut the hard fucking, you know, <laughs> instead of a bling, <laughs> just repeating over and over hard fucking, hard fucking, hard fucking. Because Kyle is so funny in that bit. Yeah. Just like he's such a good straight. Okay, we're not here to talk about Tenacious D. We're tired to talk about the top five albums on all. April 1st, 2016. Number one. God, the last top five we did. 2016? Yeah, we, we just did 2000, October of 2009, and that was weird. You had, like, now 32. Kids Glee Bob, with three 55. Five. Kids Bob, 55. <laughs> this is a weird one, too. Number one that day, Life of Pablo, Kanye West. Don't know it. Don't know it. Never heard Traveler, of it. Traveler, Chris Stapleton, number two. Yeah, that's the one with Tennessee Whiskey, right? I think assume so yeah i don't know that album but obvi- everybody knows the song i feel like number three lucas graham never titled i don't even know who that is is that uh is it a country person i don't think so what's what's the hit song fucking i don't know there's too many like i can't research all these so i don't i, I thought don't, you had a bionic brain bro I, d- I i have a bionic brain for track lists on the albums that I own, which is a lot. So that's good, but I don't know about this. Is that one of the first things he told you? Like, Mike, what are your hobbies? He's like, well. Bionic brain. Bionic brain is and I can a special talent. <laughs> I can remember special the talents. track list from all these albums. No, but we both kind of have this good musical recall, I guess you oh, could yeah, say. Oh, yeah, when we go to trivia, we smash it up. Yeah, just us two. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. She, but we, we fill in the holes. The holes? Yeah. Like a puzzle piece? Like a puzzle piece. Like if I don't, I don't know the cool songs, like the R&B and the modern stuff, Corinne knows. Or I'll just pull something completely out of my ass. She has, y- you know how sometimes you get a trivia and like you, someone will ask a question. I'm, I'm this type. When I was in high school, if, if we took a test, I'd hand it in in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, I was always done. Like, You're like, I know it or I don't. I either done. know it or I don't. I'm not going to sit here and think about it. And, like, all of a sudden, it'll just, like, magically come to me. But Corinne sometimes will just sit there, and somehow it just comes to her eventually. I That is something I do not understand. I don't know how that happens. But it's impressive when it happens. I just watched a lot of TV growing up. MTV, right. CD commercials. Right, the scrolling. The scrolling screens. Mm-hmm. I just memorized those. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, good. <laughs> Number four, 
Weezer's White Album that we're going to talk about today. I said on the Beverly Hills, I'm sorry, the Make Believe episode, because that album debuted at number two, I said that that was the highest Weezer ever got and the highest they would ever get. And I was wrong. The Weezer White Album also got to number two eventually. Didn't debut there, but it eventually got to number two. So I was wrong about that. Corrected here and now. Number five, 2088, self-titled. Anybody ever heard of 2088? Going once. In the year 2525. <laughs> <25. laughs> no, I've never heard no. of. I've never heard that one. But the, that was the fifth best-selling album on that date. Let's roll through some stuff, all right? Let's do A little it. background, okay? This is the first album that was produced by Jake Sinclair. Um, that is mostly notable because Jake Sinclair fronted a Weezer cover band called Wanna Beezer, which That's, is a great yeah. Weezer cover band name. Um, and so he... You know, he has a certain like love for Weezer, obviously, um, and and I would say it comes through in how he helped them develop this album. Th- this was pretty collaborative with the producer, it sounds like, and I, I think the results were were generally pretty good. Weezer kind of says that this serves as their like Beach Boys tribute. It doesn't really sound much like Beach Boys to me, but I it it is in theme. Like the yeah. whole white album is mostly like West Coast themed, and uh, the album cover. And that was apparently the producer's idea. Mostly, he was like, "Why don't we do like a beach themed album?" And Rivers apparently his quote was something along the lines of, uh, "It was so obvious we never thought of it. Like, of like we're this we're the perfect band to do something like this." So they were all on board, and uh, and yeah, just like we always talk about, and maybe this is what was missing from an album like Ratitude and maybe Hurley and stuff. But we talk a lot about how Rivers has this weird songwriting thing where he does like experiments, like he does thought experiments and general like life experiments and turns them into a songwriting experiment, you know, like stay up for 24 straight hours, do five shots of tequila, bang your head against a wall, write a song and see what comes out of it. Right. Um, he, he continued, he didn't really do that with Ratitude. Um, I don't think he did to my knowledge, did much of it with Hurley either. Um, but when you get to this album, he goes back to that a little bit. He experiments with Tinder um, in the song. I actually had to write this part up, but um, he, he experiments with, like he would meet people on Tinder and use that. He's not dating them. He just used Tinder to meet them and then use that exper- experience to write songs, which is kind of interesting. Um, he also used this certain cut up technique where he would like think of lines of lyrics and put them in a spreadsheet and more or less like randomize them and then cut and paste parts of these like cool lyrics into a song he had already written. Um, which ends up one, one song that he did that with, um, ends up being, uh, ends up being good thing. Girl, we got a good thing, which was originally a song he was going to call codependent and was going to be much sadder but the song itself, and we'll get to it, is much like happier, so it didn't fit. So he used these like snippets of other lyrics to turn it into that song. So anyway, we don't usually blow through that that much. Do you guys have any nothing? Why would you? Which album number is this? This is eleven. Because I am getting lost. It's easy to get lost, dude. This is the. The end, Van Weezer. Yeah. Hopefully, like that's something I think I'll I'll love. After really? listening to all of this Weezer stuff, I'll mm-hmm. be like, dude, they rock. Yeah, I um, here here's this is why I like doing the discographies is because I'm starting to flesh out the stages of Weezer. For one thing, one thing I've noticed that I would not have realized if we hadn't done this this way is one, the songwriting experiments that he does, and two, the themes. Yeah. Like, a lot of reviewers said this was a concept album. And from what I've seen, pretty much every Weezer album is a concept album. You know, um, Maybe The Blue is the least concept mm-hmm. of the ones we've talked about, but Pinkerton is all about 
his post blue album rock stardom green we talked about how it kind of sounds like um like almost oldies done weezer style right um you know the red album we talked about that's the experimental one um Ratitude is like the synthy kind of like R and B influenced one. Like you could go on and on. Like they they all have themes kind yeah. of, and this one is no exception. Obviously, so um, hit it. <laughs> maybe I'm not ready to hit it yet. Um, hit it. Okay, let's hit it. So um, the first song on here is a little ditty called California Kids. Listen to the beginning here. We've got some seagulls. Hard pause. Back to California kids. I know they're not the same, but they're kind of reminiscent of one another, right? Kind of. That was Pink Triangle mm-hmm. from Pinkerton. Oh. Kind of similar. Um, I don't think this is trying to be Pinkerton. It's yeah. just a, a thing. I you noticed. heard it. Yeah. Um, anyway, a little more of this one. To refresh y'all's memories. When you wake up Cobwebs on your eyelids Stuck in rigor mortis Just get going Till you hit the ocean And you turn Californian You don't have to kickoff right i was gonna say i think it starts off strong like that could almost be like an encore like a finale song where everyone's singing along and yeah but it starts off just like right off the gate yeah and that little riff is what you're i i think the same thing like how it's it has like a rolling forward like feel to it that's not a good explanation for it but it it definitely has like an excite exciting like climactic feel to it what do you think? Dude, like in uh, Ratitude. Yeah. Like they had those vocals. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like the early 2000s rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, the gotcha. harmonies and yep, stuff. Yep. And then they pulled this off. Like, dude, Weezer could be anything that they want. Yeah. Th- this is a more like classic. They could just sound. do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I get what you're saying. I don't want to get into it too much, but... When we recorded the Ratitude episode, Sam compared Rivers to Prince, which I thought was weird at first, and then we basically talked each other into it, that he's like the modern version of Prince. Um, I don't know. Maybe we've been canceled by by now because of that, but um, yeah, we're not going to get into it too much. Canceled? I, yeah, canceled by Prince fans. You can't cancel like, That's this. <laughs> song, song two is Wind in Our Sail. A boy and a girl, albatross around their necks Hands burning from the rope, ships turned in the tropics Acidification wiped out the tiger shark Let's try to save their souls and trust the man with the Torah
Love it. Love it. I, I said in a previous episode that I really like... Oh, it was when you were talking about the metaphors and how Rivers tends to be pretty literal. And we taught, and I mentioned that it's hard to... You don't want to take all these references and bury them in metaphors, right? So sometimes you say things more literally. And this, like, in the chorus when he's like, you know, we're like Darwin on the Beagle or Mendel experimenting with the P. Like, what? Like, he's just taking all these, like, odd references and working them into the message he's trying to send. And I guess that is, that's a simile, not a metaphor, but it doesn't work exactly with what we were talking about. But other than the fact that he's pulling all these, like, obscure kind of references that don't usually work in rock music and putting them to a song like this. But not only that, it's like, we all know about what he's referencing. Mm -hmm. You know, we learned this when we were, like, in sixth grade. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's funny in that way. Yeah. It is. It's, like, cute. Yes, Funnier. it's cute. Mm -hmm. This, the melodies, I mean, on this song, it's really good, but the melodies on a lot of this album are so good. And he apparently, Rivers wrote a lot of the melodies on piano because he didn't want to be, I'm sure any singer does this. When you write this melody with your voice, you limit yourself to the notes you would, you're more comfortable singing. But he felt like if he wrote the melody with the piano, he'd write, something he wanted he wanted this song to sound like and then he'd worry about being able to hit the notes with his voice later and i think you get more interesting melodies mm. on this album because you did it that you're way. kind of going down that approach that's probably how a lot of those guys wrote those songs right you know yep that's actually why i was debate what was the other album the one before this everything yeah Will be all right. yes i was actually debating between doing which one i liked better and that was the one thing i was thinking i just couldn't think of it but this one has so many more ranges yeah. that it keeps me interested. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other one, every song just kind of rolls into the next because they're all kind of in that same like, you know, like phase of notes. Like yeah. there's just not a lot of range. And so I would find myself mm. like, oh my God, I got to song 12. Like I didn't even realize I got right. past the last five. Aren't those the best? I, I don't think so. I mean, for me, I like it when each song kind of stands oh. out on its own. And I kind of like am more in tuned and I don't don't like days out. Like yeah. I just I can see where both could work, you know, but I think what you're saying is here each song has an identity. Yeah. And you're kind of saying like you lose yourself in the like yeah. theme of the album. Yeah. But but you still you get both here. You get the theme like the West Coast theme. But every song does have its own like unique sound and identity. Um and I think a lot of that's instrumentation too. Like yeah. there's a lot more piano on this one, so you can do like different styles. We'll see that it's a little the more. The beginning of the song sounds like a sixties like I don't know, mm -hmm. rock song. I love the chorus. I love I love this song period. I also love the whistle at the end for no reason. Whoops. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That is a whistle, right? That's what it sounds yeah. like, like a lifeguard whistle. I mean, again, it's just something that's really cute and quirky. Yeah, very quirky. Yep. I love that song. The first single is the third song on the album. It's Thank God for Girls. This is one of the Twitter songs, or Tinder songs that he got through his The girl in the pastry shop with the net in her hair is making a cannoli for you to take on your hiking trip in the woods with your bros that you've known since second grade and you main kind of dragons and ruffians and be called upon to employ your testosterone in a battle for supremacy and access to females glued to the TV and even if you are victorious you may receive many cuts, bruises and scrapes and you will require band-aids and antiseptic ointments and tender love Kisses on you I'm not, that's a hard song to sing. You heard it. You heard my struggle. 
You like this song, Sam? Oh, yeah. Dude, I, we gave you each other a knowing bro. look. <laughs> we gave each other a knowing look at this one drum fill right before the chorus at about 44 seconds. This, I mean, this rules. I'm going to give a four-second lead up. Here it comes. It's like so quick you don't remember what you heard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It only lasts like yeah. a beat and a half. And it's not like... It's not like Neil Peart or whatever, but it's but just Patrick Wilson. It's dude. Patrick Wilson. It fits this kind of like weird, yeah, kind of like dark Weezer yeah. song, I guess. Um, what I also like about this song is, even though this isn't like my favorite, but what I sort of what this song has that the other songs on this album don't have, I guess, is the rapping which it's not really rap it's like david lee roth style rapping which people really get on river's case for his attempts to rap on the black album and i think even in another one we've mentioned before or recorded before but to me this proves that those attempts at rapping are tongue-in-cheek like they're supposed mm-hmm. to be bad like he knows they're bad he, he he's supposed to be like a guy trying to sound cool but is not like he whether the flow is great or not, I, that's not I think it important. Is. It's fine. It's not. I, I like how he says like testosterone. Exactly. He's <laughs> you know, using he he's using clever phrases. Yeah. That's really what's more important well, to me. Is he's th- this first verse is littered with like clever phrases and things that prove that if he wanted to just rap, it, it might not be everybody's cup of tea or whatever. Yeah. But he could do it. But he's and making he, it making it work for Weezer fans. Right. Clever is the perfect word right there because he knows like he can't get away with it, so he's going yeah. to do it the, the Wheezy way. Yeah. Got a big fat cannoli, you know, and ointments and an- antiseptic ointments and put on, on our stab wounds because, you know, he thought you thought we were going to say something about his wiener, but no, he <laughs> said stab wounds. Anyway. Corinne, do you like this... I remember thinking you liked this song a lot, and then I think you told me you're just okay with it. Well, I think I thought you said you did not like this song. It's grown on See, me. See, that's exactly what happened to me. So, obviously, I'm a girl, so I feel like I'm going to be like, oh, the chorus, and I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, over time, I mean, it's just so damn catchy. As soon as that song passed, I would be at work, and, like, that song was in my head all day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, damn, this song is good. I don't give a crap about that main chorus line. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing bad about the chorus line. I just, it kind of made me eye roll. I'm just like, thank God for girls. It just sounds like so like lame. But uh, the rest of it's so good. I don't care. And again, I think thank God for girls is tongue in cheek. Like it's supposed right. to be. Right. He's, I'm not, he's, he's not singing actually. like a bro. Yeah. And he's not really mm-hmm. a bro. But Do you like Tenacious D? Um. I don't, yes, I do, from what I know. But I actually more just like the bits. I the like bits the are bit. good, too. Yeah. You're allowed to like the bits. We, Corinne and I will listen to a lot of the first album because those are the best bits. Mm-hmm. Will it like, like road bit. trips and stuff? Yeah. But I do, I think I, I just love humor. So if something is funny, like I'm not into Weird Al kind of yeah. humor yeah. songs. Yeah. I don't like that spoofy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do like the style of, um, tenacious d because yeah. it's legit like i can't stop laughing it's uh-huh. yeah I, I i just asked because it's like similar situation mm-hmm. kind of yeah we, we've been comparing weezer a lot to tenacious d they're not as overtly funny mm-hmm. but you were talking about slob like i hadn't thought about that from uh-huh. maladroit but it is it is kind of like tenacious d sounding actually this one kind of fits in. thank god for girls sort of fits in there too like there are times when I laugh at this song mm-hmm. and it's in a similar vein. So the fourth song, are we ready for the fourth song? This is one I've mentioned already. Uh, parentheses, girl, we got a end parentheses. Good thing. This is the one that was supposed to be called codependent and was going to have more sad lyrics, but ends up being a decidedly happier tune. I would say this sounds like beach boys. Mm-hmm. Girl, we got a good thing. Uh-huh. Just a couple of us, happy to be singing. Uh-huh. Girl, we got a good thing. Let 'em see the sending. You wanna fly? You wanna fly? You wanna get 
dude, that's not a that's not a bad fill leading up to the second chorus either. Just with symbols, and uh-huh. yeah. It definitely reminds me of "Wouldn't it be nice?" Yeah, I know. We yeah. were I know. older. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the same kind of concept. It is, and it's like bouncy. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah. It's got a bouncy feel to it. Um, I just love again. I just love the chorus. You wanna fly? You wanna flee? You wanna get away with me into the place the great unknown? I was listening to the song as I was trying to sing it, and I stumbled over it. But you get the point. Like I just like. I like the lyrics and I like the how he, he flows. I didn't want to use that word again, but song's really good. I think. <clears throat> I don't know if you can put it in classic Weezer because it does sound so Beach Boysy. Yeah. But it's just a good like modern rock tune. So that's that. Number five. Do you want to say it, or do you want me to say something about it? Say it, dude. That drum fill going into that chorus, dude. He's crazy. Yeah, dude. He just like lays it down, and then he's just like, "I got this in my back pocket." Right. You know. Right. That is that is he's his like crazy. trademark. Is I don't he doesn't do anything except for like very short bits, uh, discreetly placed. It's quite tasteful. Very. T- it's, quite it's quite tasteful. tasteful. Do you like, do you want to get high, Corinne? Um, actually, I think this is my favorite song Whoa! on the album. Wow. I don't know why, but I just really like it. And I got to say, I think it's hilarious because it's clearly from like a viewpoint of like a teenager because it's like skipping dinner is like the most rebellious thing you could <laughs> ever do. Let's just get high and skip dinner. Yeah. So it kind of cracks me up. It Now, do you want to know what this song's really about? You're not far off. Um, this song is about... His relationship, I mentioned earlier that we would talk about his addiction to prescription pills. So this was about him being addicted to prescription pills and his girlfriend at the time. Um, so it, it, this isn't like a happy song for him, apparently. But the, what I thought was most interesting was this refers to a time from like 2000 to 2001. That was when he was addicted, apparently. And the girlfriend he's referring to is the same girlfriend that Oh, Girlfriend, the song is about from the Green album. So, I mean, that's 15 years ago. Um, but I don't know. I found that kind of interesting that the girl in this is the same girl as Oh, Girlfriend. But that's that. This was the second single. I've never heard this on the radio. But yeah. I don't listen to the radio, I guess. I feel like I never hear Weezer songs mm-hmm. on the radio. This is pretty catchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's catchy, but I feel like it's a little edgier. It mm-hmm. is edgier. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like it. It's in the edgy Thank God for Girls realm. It might even be edgier than Thank God for Girls. Because Thank God for Girls is so clearly a joke. Um, yeah. The third and final single from this album is King of the World. Divorce, 300 died in an airplane wreck And you think of 
I could see why this is a single. It's solid. Mm-hmm. This is about his real, his current wife, um, and her uh, her struggles with anxiety and depression. So when he's singing about, you know, if he was king of the world, he would make sure that she didn't have to shed one tear unless she wanted to. Which that's a great Rivers line. Like I'm gonna make sure you don't shed a tear. I mean, unless you want to. Like it's thoughtful on both sides. You know, sometimes you might want to cry. Yeah. I feel like this is every wife. Yeah. <laughs> in nowadays. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, certainly every person has their own personal problems. So it wouldn't have to be about her anxiety. It could be about anything. But anything she's uncomfortable about. But it gave him the inspiration. Whatever. So I like the song. It's not my favorite on here, but I can see why it's a single, too. It's Weezer-ish. More... more classic Weezer than maybe some of these others are. Anything? No. Let's move on to, this is River's favorite song on the album. Did you ask him? Nope, but he (laughs) said it in interviews. have that much to say about no, it. No, I it's don't just either. It's a good tune. I mean, I don't feel like there's a dud in this there's album. There's not. There's not. It's strong. It's just all you want to jump up and down and shout mm-hmm. with your yeah. friends and yeah. celebrate isolation and yeah. it'd be great. <laughs> we keep bringing up Ratitude because we just recorded it and I don't think there's like a weak one on, a mega weak one on Ratitude. Like I can listen to that mm-hmm. whole thing and I'd say the same thing about this one but somehow for me this one is much stronger than Ratitude. Maybe it's because it's more pure, like old school, like rock and roll. And Ratitude's a little more like a, an attempt to be current back in 2009. But I don't know. This is strong for me. You like this song at all? Yeah. I think songs like this, like at the beginning. Yeah. You can hear like his Nirvana influence on oh, guitar. Oh, yeah. On the guitar at the beginning. Is that him playing guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, this song sounds like lithium. Yeah. At the beginning, <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'd never noticed that until you said Nirvana, but that sounds like lithium at the beginning. Here you go, Fandits. Listen, listen to the beginning. I'm going to go straight back to the beginning. I mean, it's not the same progression, but it's mm-hmm. the same, like, uh, strum pattern and Technique. Such. Yeah. Um, L.A. Girls is... A song I thought was a single because I swear to God I heard it at Planet Fitness several times when we would work out there. But it's not a single. It's just the eighth song on this record.
I could see this on an earlier Weezer album, too. Mm-hmm. I would say this is maybe one of my least favorite. Really? Because you know what this is? This is a swayer. Yeah. And this is the type of this is the type of song that comes on at a wedding and everyone just doesn't know how to dance to it. <laughs> I was actually gonna. I w- you stole my thunder because I was gonna. I know Sam doesn't like this one as much. And why is that? Can you explain to Corinne why it feels that way? I oh, you know, yeah, the six eight. Because it's in six eight. Yeah. It's a it. What you're saying, Corinne, what you're saying is exactly, it's a waltz. It's basically a rock waltz. So, like, the time signature is what makes it feel sway-y mm-hmm. like that. And Sam doesn't like Weezer songs that are in 6 I don't which, like any songs, really. <laughs> yeah, which is funny to me because when I think of Weezer, even though they don't do, like, many 6-8 songs, when I write songs that intentionally are supposed to sound like Weezer, I write them in 6-8. Because hmm. that's what I think of is stuff like this. Because it is bouncier, mm. but you're right. It, it's also like kind of a lazy sway, mm-hmm. which if you played this, oh, I love this part of the song. Though. I just like that big build and then dropping out and then ripping into the solo. Part of me wishes the solo was just a little more metal, but it's cool. It's they, yeah, they do that build a lot. I, like, I don't want to say it's awkward, but it's like the kick is just dun, 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 dun. It's not yeah. like no dynamics. Yes. Yeah. He does. Yeah. It's just like constant. Dun, 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 uh-huh. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. They're really like pounding you into yeah. submission kind of. Um, number nine We've talked already about how this album is kind of diverse. Th- this is one of those that is very different for a Weezer song. We talked earlier about how Weezer really only plays the hits when they play live. Like, Rivers, come on, play Jacked Up at a show. I want to see that. I feel bad because I feel like a lot of the songs I love are the ones that are least Weezer. Do you like this one? I love this song. Me too. But I also like, there's some other songs I like that are clearly like duets, like odd one-off ones. Like, they're not really traditional Oh, yeah, because from Everything Will Be Alright, Corinne really likes Go Away. The one that, uh, the one that I'm kind of like, oh, that song's boring. But it's not at all like a Weezer song. Yeah, yeah. This one is less of a Weezer song than that one is. But, but the thing is, R- Rivers does write songs like this. You know, he had songs that sounded like this on his demo recordings that came out like years and years before this. So, this isn't that weird. For Rivers, what's weird is that it ended up on a Weezer album instead of just another throwaway tune that they end up not using. But I really like this one. Do you like this one? No? No, I had it as my cut. Holy shit. We're not even there yet, but oh my god. Well, we'll get there when we get there. The last song on here is Endless Bummer. Not all 19-year-olds 
very Beatlesy harmonies mm-hmm. here. You like this song? Yeah. I hate to just roll through the albums like this and just kind of be like, "Do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this?" But there's not, there's not like a ton to get into here. I, I want to let the audience listen to them because uh, we've said before on this podcast that a lot of the mission for me and I think for you too is, but I'm I kind of grew up with these more than you did, but. Like, if you were a Weezer fan who kind of stopped buying albums, like I was a Foo Fighters fan who stopped buying albums after There's Nothing Left to Lose. If you were a Weezer fan who, like my sister, stopped buying albums after Maladroit, like, you need to buy the White Album. I'm not saying it's their best, or it might not even be top five, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this is good. Like, must have. Yeah, this is a mu- If you call yourself a Weezer fan, you need to have the White Album. That's my take. Endless Bummer's fine. It's not a great song, but it's a good ender to this one. Like, it fits the theme, and um, it's a it's a good enough tune. What do you think, Karen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not exciting, but it's just kind of like, okay, it's over. It's ending. L- let <laughs> me put it this way. If it were in the middle of the album, I'd probably cut it. I'd skip it but every time. Because it's the last song, I can't cut it. Yeah, it is a good last song. You know what time it is. I wish you would do more songs like that without like the harmonies, like just his voice. Like Butterfly yeah. from Pinkerton. Yeah, he could do that with this song if they had mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, but I appreciate that they kept with the theme. You know, I, I know I compared it more to Beatles, but, you know, oh, yeah. we're saying yeah, the same, yeah. like, you know, it's it's that old school, like... Beachy feel. Beachy mm-hmm. feel, yeah. Uh, so now's the part of the the episode where you do cover cut hidden gem where we pick what song from this album the wet bandits would cover or corinne's band if she wanted which song we cut from the album and which song is not a single that we like the best that's the hidden gem i forgot to warn corinne about this so she's not prepared but you're gonna have to think about it while sam and i go through okay so basically, Corinne, the cover is like your favorite song, which you've basically already said. And in fact, you should go first on this one because we don't want to ever steal your, your thunder. No, it's fine. Do you remember the name of your favorite song? Is it Want to Get High? Yes, it's Do You Want to Get High. That's get the one she would cover. What would you cover? Sam? Same. Do You Want to Get High? Yeah. I would cover Thank God for Girls um, just because I take that back. I had Audible. I hate doing you this. You can't do it. Yeah. X, triangle twice. The, well, I'll be I'll be frank. I thought it was Thank God for Girls, and then I told myself earlier today, I need to listen to Jacked Up again to decide if it's energetic enough to go with. And that's, it is. I think Jacked Up. I think it would be fun, even though you're about to cut it. I think Jacked Up, if the Wet Bandits did it, would be like, I love the drum feel on that song. I love what he, he's like just pulling on that open hi hat. Okay, audible. You're not going to cut it? No. <laughs> well, I just love, I love Jacked Up. I would cover Jacked Up, even though it's the least rocky of all yeah. these. Uh, do you know which one you like the least, Corinne, that you'd cut? Probably the last one, the but last I mean, one. again, it's it makes sense in the album yeah but i mean i could easily just turn off the cd and then move on good point like if i'm driving in the car i might i might hit that radio button and jacked up is almost different enough that it could be last i suppose what would you cut still jacked up yeah (laughs) this could blow i don't want to start a fight here guys but I'd cut Do You Want to Get High. What? I like wow. the song. I d- Are you high? That's the thing. I like the song, but if I can't cut Endless Bummer because it's last and I think it wraps up the album nicely, there's no other one I can cut. I mean, yeah. it is a little bit of an oddball, I yeah. guess, if that's why you're... And, and the thing is, I think King of the World could go after We've Got a Good Thing and that would still be okay. The other, The runner-up there is probably L.A. Girls. I could maybe cut that one, um, but that's the thing. They're all good. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta cut one you like. And I like. Do you want to get high? I just where it's placed on the album and and 
how much I like it, I, I'd get rid of that one if I had to. So the hidden gem. You can't pick, thank God for girls, do you want to get high, or king of the world, because those were the singles. You can pick anything else. What's your hidden gem on this album? Do you want me to rattle them off? Wait, say the singles again. The singles are, thank God for girls, do you want to get high, king of the world. Oh, so the wind in our sails, beneath our sails, Uh is the answer. That's a great one. (laughs) Great choice. Sam? Uh, Good thing. Good thing. Oh, I like that one better personally, but w- good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, why didn't you pick it? Because I feel like I was answering on behalf of the majority. Oh, no. Answer for yourself. Okay. Yeah. A good thing. Good thing. Guess what? It's a social. We're all picking good thing, which but I did not anticipate this, but it's funny that you were going to say win in our sale because win in our sale and good thing were the two I was deciding between. Hmm. I love them both. What made me end up with good thing in the end is that good thing has the end line at the end of the chorus says, you want to fly, you want to flee, you want to get away with me until we face the great unknown. And it adds just a slightly different like hook that... Wind in Our Sail has a great chorus. Wind in Our Sail should be a single on the radio. Yes. Like that's why I picked it because it's the most obvious choice. Yeah, actually that's a good point. It is, it's the radio friendly one that I don't know why it's not a single. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, I think that's the first time that we've had a guest, three people on at least and all picked the same hidden gem. That's rad, dude. Ratitude. Ratitude. <laughs> um, so we didn't do this segment again, but I don't know. Do you lie? Karen, we do a segment on here now called Do You Lie? And on this segment, we talk about lies that either people we know have told or or we ourselves have told. One time we called Sam's dad, and he was not <laughs> happy that we called him to ask, Do You Lie? <laughs> <laughs> and we learned he does not lie. He does not <laughs> lie. Okay. No. Um, Honest Abe. I figured since you were here, we could tell a lie that we tell to our daughter, Marin. Oh, gosh. Have we told her any lies recently? I'm sure we have. I, yeah, obviously. We lie to her all the time. Um. I think one of the funniest lies we tell her is a lie that serves us more than it I mean, all lies would serve us more than her, but this lie goes in her favor. We like to tell her when she's watching her videos and eating snacks before bed, Marin, five minutes, which really just means we're preparing you (laughs) for bed so you don't throw a fit, but it could be 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Usually is at least 20. Yeah. It's like, Marin, five minutes. She says, all right. And as soon as she says, all right, you know that whenever you say we're going up, she's not going to cry now. That's a good lie. Five minutes, Marin. But now she tells us. Five minutes. Sometimes (laughs) we'll say, sometimes we we don't, she's really very good about bedtime. So we rarely have to convince her about bed. So sometimes we'll just be like, you want to go up and brush your teeth? And she'll be like, five minutes. So (laughs) actually sometimes that... Have you, has she ever said one minute to you? Oh, she said today. She's, I said three minutes. She goes, one minute. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she doesn't really understand how time works yet, but she does. When she gets really upset now, that's, that's the saddest is when, you know, we're trying to get her to eat dinner or something and she doesn't want to eat. And I'm like, okay, we're going to bed. And she's like, one minute. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you she gets like double tears well, not, rolling down not her only face. that but she can legit do an upside down smile yeah. she has this frown like, like she turns that like smile a cartoon upside down it's like it a cartoon a rainbow, character a rainbow of lips <laughs> on her it is so sad oh, <sighs> sam this that is what you have to look life. forward to <laughs> yeah maybe you got any lies dude i have so many lies i don't know how to pick <laughs> You're, I mean, there are these like tiny lies like, did you wash your hands after you went to the bathroom? And you're like, yes, of course. <laughs> or, now can't we say that now. Yeah, now no. it's coronavirus. <laughs> well, that's a big lie now. Yeah. But yeah, and it's not a little lie anymore. Um, I have started washing my hands after I use the restroom, which yeah. I won't lie. I never do that ever. <laughs> I will say I just don't like it. It dries out your hands. Yeah. And I don't pee on my hands. 
Yeah, behold a penis. <laughs> yeah, but my penis <laughs> is clean, girl. My penis clean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Nobody wants me wiping my, you know, wiping. And then grabbing bread. a chip out of a giant community bag. See, that doesn't, <laughs> if, if Sam went potty and immediately grabbed a chip out of my chip bowl, I swear to you, no lie, I don't care. I mean, I kind of don't care, but... I also read somewhere like back in high school that, you know those dinner mints that are out at restaurants on the way out sometimes? Yeah. They didn't used to have those individually wrapped, if you remember. They used to be just like in a fishbowl. But I think they usually had a spoon. Yeah, but still 40% of those had secondhand urine on them. So like, you know what? I'm immune. Immune. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not like full-blown droplets, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Builds your immune system. That's why I'm here today. But maybe not next week. Yeah, I don't know. That's maybe a bit of a stretch. So uh, that's the Do You Lie segment. Yeah. One of, a, one of our fans' favorite segments. Um, yeah, definitely that penis bit is going to be, I, when we do the social <laughs> media, that's going to end up on there, a sound clip of I'm sure that's a my first. wife saying, <laughs> saying well, <laughs> they don't want to read it. Do. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then we'll get... I don't know. Do you, do you, can you get censored? You can get censored on Instagram. Did you see... Today is St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this. Did you see Cardi B's tweet? Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. How did you see it? Well, because someone retweeted it. And there's a whole lot about the coronavirus going on. And so the first thing... She, she did like a short video where the first thing is supposed to be like, here's what to do about coronavirus. And then it immediately cuts to just a a bleached asshole farting. Like it's just a close up of a butthole farting. And then Dave Chappelle going, gotcha bitch. And, uh, which is admittedly funny, but God damn it. So gross. (laughs) And certainly that might, that leads to my question. Can you get censored on Instagram? This was on Twitter, not Instagram, but... Yeah. I mean, you, so, I know nudity you can. Well, this naked butthole farting <laughs> should count as nudity, for God's sake. Well, a lot of times it takes some time before they go back and they delete it. If it didn't fart, I would have thought it was a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so close up. You can barely tell that it's like inside she's a crack. Tr- she's it, tricked Instagram. It, yeah, it could be like a hole elevated, but... Once that thing farts, you get the perspective. <laughs> it's like an illusion, and you like tilt your head. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> tilt your head, and you're like, Shh, that's a butthole. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Wait a minute, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the do you lie of the week. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a good stopping point, <laughs> don't you think? Bye. No, not bye. We gotta we gotta do all the thank yous and stuff. Thank you to me. For <laughs> producing and uh, and uh, doing most of the social media, Sam sends me two thirds of a picture a week right now. Yeah. <laughs> it could media. be a butthole. Right. We don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. Thank you to Sam for our theme song. Uh, thank me for the Wet Bandits logo artwork. Um, thank me and Sam for the production here. Thanks to our guest, my wife Corinne. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank it's you. always more fun when you're there's more laughs when you're on here even though it's only been twice this is going to skyrocket to our most popular episode of all time actually for some reason the californication episode is huge overseas but you'll be the tops in america i'm sure of it especially with this isolation now i mean what else are people going to do right listen to podcasts and again they don't want to just read the news about hand washing that's why we're doing a party podcast right as soon as we're done we're going to do a one hour party podcast Yes. Bye. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Wet Bandits Pod, and Facebook. We have like one like on Facebook. That's because we don't do anything there. Go to the Instagram and the Twitter. That's mm-hmm. where it's at, people. Podcast, social media is Instagram. Hit us up there, Wet Bandits Pod. Now, Sam, take it away. Bye. Bye. Get, Get wet.
The date is yep. April Fool's. Oh, <laughs> ruining it. The date is April Fool's Day, 2016. The album is Weezer's White Album. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. <laughs> 